I'm Jay Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Hi. How are you? How was your cruise? Cruise was good. Have you wait? Did we? Have you been on a cruise? I okay. Apparently, I went on one when I was a child, and there was a hurricane while we were on the cruise, oh, and so my parents were like anti-cruise after that. Which is fair. I mean, that makes sense. To have a hurricane on a cruise with like three little children sounds horrific. Yeah. But I actually can't. Way better. (laughs) The cruise I went on, the cruise I went on was child free. Like it was 18 or older. That's incredible. And I actually can't imagine doing it with kids. Like, I think I would lose my mind. Like. Yeah. Like you're just stuck there with children. Yeah. I guess for people that have children on purpose, like maybe that's the point. I don't know. <laughs> like they want to spend time with their kids or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Like the whole thing was so strange. It's so interesting because like, I like obviously like through kind of like a connection got hooked up with this cruise and like, I can't really say more than that, but like that's the situation. <laughs> okay. I don't know that I would like, it was so out of fun, but it's like wild. Like, It is just interesting, like people, like we met this one of the restaurants on the, so like the whole thing with the boat is that there's no buffet restaurants, which was like fun. But one of the restaurants is like um, a Korean barbecue situation and it's like round tables and you sit like communally. And we like sat with this woman and she was telling us like, like she goes, she goes on like four cruises a year. Like that is what she does with her vacations is she goes on cruises. And I think there's a lot of people like that. Like, I think a lot of people on the boat are like cruisers because everyone would be like, is this your first time on this boat? Is this like your second? And it's like, Oh, it's like a cruise community question. Cause I was like, yeah, it's my first time on the boat. Like, why would I be here? But it's like, and like we work, I felt like more, more often than both my second or third time on the boat like people come back like people they can't get enough it's like it, it it's like a summer camp thing almost like there's like a but it was it was really really fun like it, it was interesting to party on a boat with people you would not like there were not I feel like I don't think we met a single other person who lived in New York City on the boat like I don't know that there was another New York group on the boat. Were there people like around your age that were like fun to hang out with or were you just mostly hanging out with There was one group Michelle? of guys. There was one group of guys, gay guys from Nashville who were around our age that we hung out with for like the last two days and they were super fun. But the, I would say we definitely skewed young for the boat a hundred percent. That makes sense. I feel like, I feel like the people that would be like, I'm going on multiple cruises a year are not going to be like in their thirties. <laughs> well, also just like, like cost wise, right, like, I don't, what, like I think the older, like it's, yeah. It's expensive to do multiple cruises a year. It's expensive to do one cruise. Yeah. The one, the one that my family went on, I think was a Disney cruise. So like very different vibes. Yeah. But Oh, the Disney cruises are so expensive. It's crazy. We were like talking about it. Like, like it's Great. It's the Disney cruises are so crazy and they're only they're like thousands and thousands of dollars and they're four nights long max. Yeah. And there's a hurricane and which is always That's so fucked up. <laughs> what did I miss while I was gone? Did you do anything fun? Um actually yesterday I went to the Russian and Turkish baths in the East Village. Have you oh done that? Have you never been before? No, that was my first time. Um, so fun. It was so fun. Such an interesting and unique experience. It was like, it felt like a different had you been world. To any sort of, had you been to any sort of like sauna bath situation like that before? No, I've been like in a sauna before, but I didn't, it was like in a gym, you know, like I've never done one like that where it was like, I don't know. It was really unique. <laughs> I mean, there, did you like physically, how did you respond to it? Because I was like, like I have a pretty short shelf life in the dry sauna. I'm like, oh, this is too much for me. Yeah, I definitely like I went with um, my boyfriend and then my friend and her boyfriend. And I was definitely like the biggest wimp out of all of us. Yeah. Um, but there's one room in there that I really liked because they have big buckets that you can fill with cold water and then people just dump them yeah. on you or you can dump them on yourself. That's the best. And in that one, I could stay obviously way longer. I just was drinking water like 
nobody's business. Like, I, I don't think I've ever, you know, I don't drink water. So that was a lot for me. It's like coming out of your skin faster than you're like drinking it. It's so crazy how much you sweat. Yeah. And I never like, and also it was, it was really cold outside. So like when we were headed in there, I was like, there's no way I'm going to want to do the cold plunge. Like no matter the what. second you get in the hot room, you're like, I need I the cold like, plunge. I need it now. <laughs> and it was, I know it's crazy. Yeah. I, I like, I would say that I, it was definitely like, you know, I wouldn't go like tomorrow again, but I would go again. Like it was cool. I, next time yeah. I really want someone to like slap me with those leaves. <laughs> I'll never do that. I'll never do that. Cause it looks like, cause it's like, I just couldn't handle, I couldn't, ha- I couldn't sign up for a treatment because it's like, I couldn't handle knowing like I have to stay in this room for 20 minutes. Like I couldn't do that. There I, were people, you know what I mean? But, but like, there were people in the, oh, that's true. I don't know. I didn't know that they do it for 20 minutes. I definitely wouldn't be, want to be smacked with leaves for 20 minutes. I mean, I don't know if it's 20 minutes, but like just the fact that it's like not that like I can't leave the second I want to leave would bug me out. That's fair. That's fair. I just like I also yeah. feel like it might be like humiliating to get smacked with leaves and like in front of others. But I don't know. Yeah, it all, it's just not the the like payoff is not worth the, the payout's not worth the return or whatever it is. Like I just like yeah. it doesn't look pleasurable enough to me to like be worth <laughs> staying in the hot room that long. The one thing that I really that that does make me want to go back is like, have have you seen the little hats that some people have? The hats are incredible. <laughs> I just really want one of those hats and I want to be able to go enough that like it makes sense for me to own a hat like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, next time I go, I think I'm going to buy the hat because I think I would just look like a little gnome. Yeah. It's my <laughs> friend. I go with my friend David a lot and he literally can, David Odyssey, he can literally like, it's actually insane how he can like, he could be in that hot room for like 40 minutes, like no issue. And I'm like, Hey, I gotta go. Like I can't, I have to rotate out. I have to cold plunge. He's like good to go. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Blake is like that. Like he can stay in, in one of the, especially the steam room, like the, with the wet heat, he can stay in there forever and he'll do like a 20 minute stretch routine in there. I'm like, what? The steam room is much more doable to me. The dry heat room, something happens and maybe this is TMI. I've never experienced anything like this, but my nipples get like significantly hotter than the rest of my body. And I'm sitting there being like, my nipples are on fire. Okay. For me, it was my eyelashes. I like felt my eyelashes. Wait, I don't know. Maybe it's because I had mascara on or something, but I was like, my it's eyelashes like, like hurt. I don't know. It was weird. Um, but yeah, like I, I had to take all my necklaces off like after a while because it was burning oh, my skin. <laughs> I didn't think about it. And I don't know, for some reason though, in the steamy one, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was like, <gasps> I mean, it's, 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 um, oppressive. It feels like thick on the soul. Yeah. But anyway, that was really interesting. My favorite thing that I discovered as, as I was leaving, like they have like a little juice bar in the front as you, as you know, Yeah. but they, they offer mm-hmm. a grilled salmon with lemon herb butter. And I just really want to know who's getting that at the sauna. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> like A lot of them have like really good Russian food. Yeah. I don't know. I just was like, that one to me was just like an interesting choice. Like I understand maybe getting yeah. like a smoothie or like a little snack, but I'm like, who's going to totally. sit down and have a salmon dinner? after Like this? hot salmon. There's another <laughs> one. There's another Russian Turkish bath. It's not called that. It's called something else, but it's in Fidei. And that one is similar, but it also, it's nice and has a full size pool. That's like normal. So you can Ooh, also just go swimming. That sounds nice. I truly, when I committed to doing it, I thought it was going to be like, hot tubs <laughs> I was like oh nice I'll do that yeah and I got there that's I was more like, oh, Korean spa have, have you ever gone to a Korean spa I honestly I'm not really because I've never really done spas so this was like a new okay. experience Korean spas are more like hot tubby there's like pools there's hot tubs there's like it's less like steam room it's more like dry heat and cold heat and there's a lot of like infrared light moments to it Korean spas are much more like um they're nicer I think they're like, like more, more pleasurable nice. <laughs> they're meant yeah it's a little bit more about like like if they're not as like intense like i feel like the russian turkish bath is like a test of endurance you're in like the hottest rooms in the world like yeah it's not about relaxing really <laughs> no it's like purging the k-spa is like you can walk around there's like a restaurant there's like there's like there's like hot rooms warm rooms cold rooms there's a sleep room there's a meditation room there's like all different stuff okay wait that sounds way more up my alley you can take a nap it's nice it's really <laughs> nice there there used to be one on there used to be one on 57th and like park but i think that one closed but there's the main new york one it's called spa castle the main one's out in queens nice yeah it's cute that's really cute 
Um, what was the food and drink situation like on the cruise? Drinks was very straightforward. Like, like your like your standard like sort of bar of alcohol, and then like decent wine and like Heineken and like Amstel Light. Like nothing, nothing like shocking. I okay. like I would get martinis or whatever. Like it was pretty straightforward. Um, the food was like. The food was like, I thought pretty good. Like it was like, there was like an Italian restaurant. There was a Korean restaurant. There was like a, there was like a, um, what is it? Oh, like a tasting menu restaurant. And then there was like kind of like an American pub style restaurant. And I'm forgetting one. There was like one other, oh, there was a Mexican restaurant and a steakhouse. And so we did all of them. Like, it's fun that you get to like make reservations and then you go and everything's free. And like, that feels very fun because it's like free. Cause like you in theory paid for it. Included. Yeah. But it was free for us, but it's like, it is funny, like you, David, my friend who I went with was like, it does remind you, like, it's a reminder of how spoiled we are in New York. And like, this does say, this does sound pretentious to say, but it's like, especially with like the tasting menu restaurant, it's like, oh, this is like a, this is like an, a sort of like a mock-up of like a, how do I, how do I word this? Like, like they're like, attempting to be what a New York yeah, restaurant. It's like, but it's like not, it's a, it, it, you could, t- I don't know. It, the food, a lot of the food was good. I thought the Italian was probably the, best food the Mexican was really good oh no actually for sure the Korean was the best the Korean food was the best but it is like it's like I think the boat is kind of marketed like a lot of the people on the boat are from places where like like they're going out where they're maybe they aren't as accessible to like really good Korean food or like you know like really good Italian food or whatever and like one of the people at our tables was like I've never eaten food like this before like when we were at the I think at the Korean restaurant they were saying that and it's like oh like that makes sense that like this is a little bit more catered towards you guys where in New York, like we have access to all this and we have all access to like really good versions of all of this. So yeah. it is just like a little bit of a different experience. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I feel like that's the one thing about being in New York is like you, well, unless you're traveling to like, I don't know, somewhere like Italy where you like can Paris have like the best yeah. pasta of your life. Like you can usually get similar stuff here because there's everything 100%. here, but yeah. I- I will say that is like a thing, like it is just something I really love about going on vacation. And maybe this is like cringe or annoying to say, but like I, it it truthfully is so affirming to me that I love New York and that New York is my home because I like miss it so deeply. Like by day three, I was like, I really miss home. Like I miss New York. I really want to go back. That's really sweet. And I was like excited for the rest of like the trip. And like the last day, which we went to this island called Bimini and it was like, I had never been to like a tropical or like is tropical the right climate like Caribbean like it was like a beach like a beautiful white sand crystal blue water ocean beach like I've never been to that before like I've never seen that like and I genuinely did not know how clean the clear the ocean could be and how blue the ocean could be and I was like freaking the fuck out that was definitely the best day like have you ever been to a place like that have you ever been to like a yeah I, I got to go when I was in high school I did a service trip in Belize and we did like one day where we were snorkeling and it was like insanely clear like gorgeous water and I saw so many like fish it was crazy because I grew up going to the beaches in like North Carolina and stuff which are also really gorgeous but just different yeah I I grew up going to beaches in New England and it's like it's beautiful but like you can't like like at this beach like you could swim underwater and open your eyes underwater which like is easier because it's salt water Mm -hmm. and like I could see like in the distance, like under the water, like it was so clear That's and like so nice. the water is like sandy and murky up, up in New England. So I was just like, it was just like crazy to me. I couldn't believe it. Wow. That sounds amazing. Oh my God. Now yeah, I, I, that was like the best day, but I did still really fucking miss New York. Yeah. Well, you missed a very cold New York, rainy New York. So I know. Well, you spe- left it the a good weather time. today is so fucking bad. I, I guess know. like I can't, we can't complain because this winter has been so mild, but I am like when it's cold and rainy, it really puts a damper on life. I know. I think it's like because it's been so nice that now it's like I'm expecting the whole winter to go by without being like grosser, like sleety. And now it's kind 100%. of coming. Do you have any fun restaurant plans coming up? Actually, I do. I'm going on. Ooh. I'm going to a wine dinner at Via Carota or a oh, co- that'll be fun. A cocktail dinner there. I'm going to a couple like work related dinners coming up. And then we have Vine Pair has our holiday party on Thursday at Gage and Tolner, which will be really fun. <gasps> oh, I've never, that's going to be so fun. I've never gotten to go yet. And I'm Me really neither. excited. Um, and they have apparently like a bar upstairs. I forget what it's called. Yeah, the like pirate one, Sunken Harbor Club. Sunken Harbor Club, right. So I'm hoping that I get to also 
go there and try a drink. I don't know if they're going to be open or not since we have, I don't know. But if we- Are you guys buying out Gage and Tolmer or are you guys just doing a dinner there? I honestly don't know what they're doing. God bless. Um, I just know that's where it is, but I'm really that's excited be so fun. to have that food because everybody on our team like loves it when they've gone. Um, I mean, it's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. So I'm excited. But what about you? Anything coming up now that you're back? Well, I have, um, I have, I'm getting dinner with a friend on Thursday and I'm going to, I was actually like, I'm going to text her right after we get off this call and be like, where should we make the reservation for? Because I have like my list of places I need to try. And she lives in Carroll Gardens. So I'm like, maybe do a Carroll Gardens place. Like I'm never over there. Um, That's fun. We'll see. We went to, the last time I was in Carroll Gardens, I went to Frankie's Wine Bar. Do you know about this? It's like the new, or Frank's Wine Bar. It's like the new, because like there's Frank, obviously like Frankie's. Yeah. And little Frankie's like that, the same guy. Well, not the one, not like the East Village guy. I don't think oh, it's the okay. same guy as that. But it's like there's one on, there's like a restaurant called Frank's on, or Frankie's on Court Street in Carroll Gardens, I think. Okay. And it's like a, it's like a staple, like Italian restaurant. Like people love it. It's like super popular. It's fucking huge. And they used to have a West Village location, which is now where Anton's is. Have you been to Anton's? No, I haven't. Okay. We'll go to it's Anton's. Okay. Anton's is really good. But Anton's what used to be Frankie's, I think four five, seven was like the name of it. And that was on, that was in the West village. Now they've opened a restaurant next door to Frank's in the, in Carroll gardens. That's called like Frank's wine bar. And it's like, they're like more fine dining vibe. And it, I went for dinner like maybe a month ago and it was like really fucking good. Oh my God. Is this, and it's also like, Italian. I thought it's Italian, but I thought it was better than the original place. Like I was like, oh, I like this more. Oh my God. I love that. And I love a wine bar that has like an actual good food menu instead of just like, I can't, yeah, it's interesting I can't it's called do the a wine bar because fish. it's a restaurant. It's a full, like, I guess like the main room is a bar with bar tables, but then there is a dining room. Oh, okay. Like it is like a full restaurant. Like you're, it's not just bar seating. Um, like right, I, went with, I was at a five shop that was like in the restaurant. Oh, that sounds really cute. Yeah. And I went to one of my favorites last week before the cruise. I went to a matzah cafe with um, my friends for one of my friend's birthdays. Where's that one again? A matzah cafe. It's off the Graham Ave L. It's so good. It has my favorite tiramisu in the city. All the desserts there are so good. But all the, I mean, the food in general, like the, there, there's like a pork shoulder. Oh my God. A pork shoulder ragu that is like psycho, but the desserts are like so psycho. It's such a good restaurant. Oh my God. I love when Wait, a restaurant has a, like a deep dessert menu, not just like they're throwing in like some gelato. No. Yeah, totally. Or like a panna cotta. Like, no, this place is like not, but messing the fuck around. I love that. Okay. I was just going to tell you, I went, I forgot about this, but I went to a really good sandwich place in the East village that I'd never been to before called CNB. Wait, which one? It's called CNB. Oh, CNB. It's been? like a classic. Yeah. I hadn't been before. Um, What'd you get? Okay. The, the grilled cheese with caramelized onions is well literally it tasted just like it tasted like a french onion soup in sandwich form and it was incredible Ooh. i need to go get french onion soup i've only had it once this winter and it's one of my favorite foods all right that's your sign if you were looking for a that's sign, sign that was it that's my sign okay well i'm <laughs> gonna go do that we can get the episode started this is one of this was like one of my favorites to record and it was a very fortuitous timing of the events happening in the world <laughs> and the guests that we had booked for the day that this happened, as you'll see when we talk about it. Um, this is one of my dearest friends. He's one of my favorite stand-up comedians. He was a JFL new face last year. Please enjoy me going out with Brian Bai. You're literally in studio. You could describe me as in a studio. That is a way to describe me. Are, are you in a studio apartment? No. <laughs> I wish. Um, babe, how are you? So well. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. I had therapy this morning, so I'm feeling somewhat good. Um, you had therapy this morning. Starting. Do you start? You like having it in the morning? Yeah, I feel like yeah. Versus the evening. Yeah, I think it's it's tough. Doing it after work is tough. But also, I just hate having it on my calendar. You know, I kind of just want to get it over with. You view it like I'm, you don't look forward to therapy. I love therapy. Like I actually love it. I feel good once I'm once it's actually happening, but when it's on my calendar, it's just another thing to do, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Interesting. The whole time I'm like, "Should I cancel? Should I cancel? Should I cancel?" Yeah, I feel like a lot of people feel that way, and that's not me. I've never once thought about canceling therapy. I'm like, "Well, that's gonna feel good," but I like talking. <laughs> Wait, is this the podcast? 
Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> At some point, we'll talk about going out, but also I haven't seen you in so long that I'm like, I just want to catch up with you. I haven't seen you in so long. I am. I literally need to know what's going on with you, though. Well, I'm. You're fine. going on a cruise. I'm going on a cruise. Which I'm, I'm going jealous. on a cruise. I'm. You should go on the cruise. Come on the cruise. Where is it? It flies out of. It goes out of Miami on the fifteenth. I love Miami. Where to? Where though? To Cozumel and Bimini. Are there tickets still available? Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. You think I won't do it? <laughs> Come on the cruise. Yeah, let me go. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, no, it's I'm really but yeah, you're wait, when did you move to LA? I feel like it, it feels like it was two seconds ago, but also like a year and a half ago. It was August eighth, so it was technically two seconds ago. Okay, so it was like what, four months? Yeah, yeah almost four. almost five and you know, here we are. Are you loving? I kind of am loving. I just got a car like two and a half weeks ago. So I finally am like, oh, LA is actually great. Oh, sure. There's a freedom in that. There's a freedom. I'm not like the neighborhood person who's just like walking around with like five tote bags. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of car did you get? Um, I got a Kia. Oh, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> I want I asked for a Toyota and then the guy, somebody like referred me to a broker and he's like, I can get you a Kia for cheaper. And I'm just like... Okay. Wow. So you bought a car? I leased it. Okay. But I'm broke. I mean, I'm broke too. I don't even know what that looks like. Yeah, I think I got a notification that my credit score changed and I don't know if that means it went up or went down. I think you probably, because you like pinged your credit score to get checked for the car, it probably went down, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, when you do things with your good credit score, it makes it bad. Like everything about credit scores is stupid. Um, okay. Well, good for the credit score. <laughs> they should do, you know that movie where they break into the to steal the SATs the perfect score yeah they should do that for yeah. credit scores <laughs> <laughs> where are those numbers kept I feel like if someone tells me they have bad credit I feel like that's like I'm like you probably have a really good personality that's like how it kind of how I think about it totally yeah somebody who has yeah I don't want to hang out with somebody who has good credit mine is probably in like the 500s low 500s yeah, mine has gone. I at one point made a point of trying to make it good because I was like, I guess like having a good credit score is like important. And then I did, and then like I ended up being broke again and like tanked it again. Okay, living a being broke is living on the edge, and by necessity. That's what's fun about New York is like you can be broke there and just like truly have fun. Does being broke feel more broken LA? Like, do you feel more broken LA than you did in New York? Not really, but I'm just like, if I wanted to have fun, it would just be like it would it cost so much more money. Right. Does that make sense? Because of, because of the driving? Or is like, are, do you feel like the restaurants and bars are more expensive out there? I think it's just like there's less happening. So it's kind of like you need to like figure out where and what. It's just like every... Yeah, it's kind of just like... No, you know what you mean. Yeah. Maybe I just don't know enough people here. Well, it's probably a mix. It's probably a mix. But it also feels like in the way that you could probably just like text one person to meet up at a bar for like a five dollar beer here, like at a happy hour. Like, yeah, there's already like a lot more that goes into the rigmarole of that out there with like the driving and stuff. I do want to say that I am. I have been living in West Hollywood for the past four months, and I'm fascinated by it. It's my first time living in a quote unquote gayborhood, and <laughs> it is Bushwick. When you were here, <laughs> is gay? Is Bushwick? Does Bushwick have um rainbow rainbow crosswalks? Oh, oh, I guess like it's not like yeah, it's, I get what you're saying. It's so funny. It's not like branded gay. Like Bushwick isn't like in the way that like West Hollywood is. Yeah, West Hollywood is actually West Hollywood feels like gay Vegas or like gay Disney. The downtown West Hollywood with all the bars. I'm like, this is spring break. For some reason, yeah. it's spring break on you went to ASU, so that's like you. You're well versed in that. And what? Well versed in like a spring break party moment. <laughs> that's why I love Miami. Oh, that makes sense. Did you go to Miami for spring break in college? No. Oh. <laughs> Wait, okay. I have a question because we I know you went to ASU, but like were you part of like the iconic party scene of ASU or were you just like tangential to that? Absolutely not. My ASU experience was getting <laughs> drinking Jameson in like my friends' dorm rooms. Watching straight up watching Reno 911. <laughs> <laughs> what was your experience of watching that party scene? It's supposed to be the biggest party school in America, right? It's really big. It's very much like, it's just facet. I'm like, how are we the same age sometimes? Like, I remember totally. just like walking or like riding my little bike around and like 
there are people I'm like, you, for some reason, seem so much older than me. I like feel... Oh, you felt younger. I just felt like a kid. I'm like, you like, for some reason, like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but... Remind me where you grew up. Phoenix, like like Phoenix. Oh, okay. Because I feel like I went through that growing up in a rural area, showing up to college and the city kids were like, oh yeah, like Coke makes me feel weird. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. There was like a different, there was a level of cultural exposure that had not happened to me. No, that, so my parents really did a good job at keeping me rural despite... Sheltered experience. Exactly, yeah. So maybe, I'm sure that has a lot Wait. to do with it too. I that makes sense. Were you out in college? No, I was like I would like download Grinder and like get really scared and then <laughs> and then delete it. <laughs> I know it's so funny. I Grinder was so funny in college because I would I like I think I had it towards the end because I didn't have a smartphone until I didn't have like a phone that could have Grinder. I think until later junior year, senior year. Yeah, but it was like completely faceless profiles. Like there were no photos. Yeah. And it's like also like the image quality was so bad and you're just like... Yeah, it was tough. There's no way. Yeah. And there was also like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I feel... Because I also went to a party school, but I was out. Where did you but go? I, do think, I went to UVM, which is less of a party school now, but was a party school when is I was Is that there. Vermont? That's Vermont. Okay. I knew that. <laughs> What's the M? It's the, the full Latin name of the school is University... Universitas Veritas Montes, like University of the Green Mountains. And I so they do it. that. I took Latin in high school. I mean, no, literally no other college names themselves that way. Like no other college does the letter abbreviation based on the Latin name. Like it makes no sense. Is it in Burlington? It's in Burlington. I think I went there one time. It's a fun to time. School, to the school. Wait, really? I Wait, did you guys I got, dropped off. I got dropped off. You got dropped off? <laughs> An Uber took me to adjacent to that school and dropped me off there one time. My Were major, you there for a show? I was there for comedy, but then I was like killing time. Gotcha. And I went to go hook up with this guy. And then he's like, <laughs> my boyfriend's here. Is that okay? And then I'm like, yeah, that's, I guess if he's, if it's fine. And then I went over and the boyfriend was just like sitting on the couch and just like watch me like walk in into the bedroom. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? That's really bizarre. That's so interesting. Was this recently? No, this was years ago. Okay. Pre-pandemic. Okay, so interesting. I feel like my my experience of Burlington was so heterosexual that like whenever I go back there now and I see gay men, I'm like, what happened? Like, I don't know. It's It feels like there's there's not a lot, but there's more than you would think, you know? I think it's growing. I do think it's growing. I think the internet helps with that. I think that like people <laughs> can find community a little bit more. Yes. But there's like no gay bars or anything like that up there. That's wild. If one opened, you realize it would, you should open that. One would hope. What? Wait, okay. So was ASU similarly like oppressively straight? <sighs> yes. Well, at the same, is, yes. Arizona was like oppressively straight. ASU was oppressively straight. There would be like, you know, your gay people here and there. And I was, I would always see them like in class. And I'm like, where do you guys go after? You know? Like, <laughs> I'm like, where do you... Because, like, I feel like they always, like, had, like... Min they would, like, stick together, which, like, kind of makes sense. And I'm just like, yeah. where did you guys, like... Where are you guys going? I remember, like, know? if ever... Like, the three times I encountered, like, a gay couple at UVM, I'd be like, literally, how did this happen? Like, how... It was, like, a clowning, like, Dolly the Clone Sheep. I was like, what is the science behind this? Like, where did you find each other? Like, how was this created? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Also, dating was fascinating to me because, like, I straight up did not bother trying to get a fake ID or anything. So I'm like, what do people do on dates? Like, you know, <laughs> in, in, in some college. ways, you, in some ways, you and I, I think, are like diametrically opposed humans. Like, I like you. You bring an energy that I wish to. I wish I could bring to certain situations, like the way that, like, okay, for context, Brian and I became friends because we were in the same Fire Island house three years ago, two years ago. Yeah, I think. Two years ago. I think two years ago. And I'm the kind of person who like, I like to have a game plan. I like to approach things. You really love to go out with 15% phone battery and read <laughs> what the world does for you. That's, I think, just like bringing, yeah. I like to... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's really healthy. I envy it. I, having a plan is too stressful. I think it's like, when there's a plan, it's like, no. I don't know. Something about, <laughs> something about having a plan is just like so just like can we literally not have a plan? Like 
But if I were to be like, do you want to hang out on Saturday? Is that too much for you? It's okay if it is. I'm just asking. No, that is... See, that's one of those things where I'm like, I would actually want more of a plan. <laughs> You're like, that's too vague. Like, you want yeah. me to tell you what we're doing? I want to... I'm like, let's throw out some options, you know? Let's throw out some times. Let's throw out some options. Yeah, well, that's like the Melissa Rich rule, which is like you can't, you're not allowed to text someone and be like, hey, what are you doing Saturday night? It's like, or like, are you free Saturday night? It's like, don't ask if I'm available, give me a pitch. Yeah. Because it's like, and I think that's a really, I think that's a good rule because it does kind of trap you. If someone's like, are you free Saturday night? It's like, well, it depends on what you're offering. And I there's hate, no like, I hate getting those texts. No, it's toxic. It's really toxic. And I think sometimes it's actually like, um, um, not like a self-fulfilling prophecy. What's like the term? What's like the word for when you, in the tr- in the effort to try and not do something, you actually do it worse? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I think that people are trying to like soft pitch something and not seem too thirsty. So they're, instead of like directly asking if you want to do something, they're being like, hey, like, are you free Saturday night? Like, hey, what's up? And it's like, no, that's worse. Like if you were to just like directly ask, like that doesn't actually feel as intrusive as you like asking what my availability is. Like, Absolutely. And that's yeah. why I, I want to be somebody who actually kind of comes in hard with a pitch, you know? Because, like, I'm never the person that initiates. And so I'm just like, let me lean in sure. with a pitch. That's, my, that's yeah. my goal for this year. Lean in with a pitch? Yeah. It's like Shark Tank of your personal life. <laughs> have you been having to... But have you been feeling like you've been having to do that more because you're in LA? Like, new friends? Did you? But you already had friends out there. I had, like, friends, acquaintances. And so much of it is straight up just, like, Picking a day, picking a time, picking a, an activity. I know. It's so weird. I'm like, can we... I don't know. I respect it. People's time is important. And everything closes here at 10. It's so tough. I really can't get behind that. Um, Why well, can I tell you something? Yeah, literally anything always. I'm going to Mexico Christmas Day. Solo. Right. No plan. Yes. Are you going to Zipolite? Yeah. No, I'm going to Puerto Vallarta. Zipolite is to... Um, it's too, it's a, a little bit too remote for me. I'm like, it's really, remote. I'm like, I wouldn't want to go alone. You've already been to Puerto Vallarta too, right? I feel like I remember of you going with Justin. Do I, I, did Justin I went with Justin. We, I had a blast. I tr- kind of was like alone that whole time too, just because he was off doing his own thing. Yeah. Justin's a great person to like hang with because he's really like, you're hanging, but then he'll be like, I'm going to do this thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. there's not like, create pressure to like do everything together he's like very independent in certain ways yeah yeah uh so i'm having a cruise experience in a way too but it's on land and you're not on a boat right you're just in pv the whole time i'm just in water just like water adjacent i guess totally what what catalyzed you wanting to do this i wanted i don't like the holidays to bring it back to plans, holidays in my family is just like nothing but plans. It's just like we have to do this and this and this. And I'm like, I literally don't want to do any of that. Can I like, instead of having to deal with that stress, what if I removed myself? So you were like, hey guys, I'm skipping Christmas this year to yeah. like do, to eat, pray, love. <laughs> yeah, on a beach. On a beach. Is PV fully gay? Like when you go there, does it feel like Fire Island where like everyone's gay? Is it that vibe? No, it's what's crazy is it feels like the airport feels like you're in Orlando. Oh, you're okay. like the flight over there. I'm like, this is like half like Trump people. Oh, and then shit. the other half was like gay people. And I was like, this is such a fascinating thing. Okay. So, what is, have you, is this your first time going on a solo trip? I've been to like New Orleans. Ooh, was that fun? Yeah. I'm writing. <laughs> yeah. It actually was fun. I went for Thanksgiving. And what are you, are you writing about? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, I'm really trying to write something about it. Okay. <laughs> um, Absolute memoir vibes. <laughs> that was fun though, but like that was I also knew people there too, like comedy wise. So it wasn't yeah. that crazy. How long were you there? I think like three or four days. Okay, interesting. I kind of want to do that. I've done solo travel in the past, but not recently as an actually that's not true. I was just in London alone. And I really liked that. Did you? I want to go to London so bad. Yeah, I went to London alone. Well, it was like, it was a similar thing where I have a lot of friends in London, but when I... but How I do you like, know so many people in London? Because I did a year of college in England. <gasps> okay. <laughs> I'm jealous. 
So yeah, so I have a lot of friends in like London and Brighton, but so, but I did, a, I, I've never traveled somewhere where I don't know anyone alone, I don't think. And I think that would be a, an interesting experience. I guess I did the first time I went to England. I didn't know anyone there, but that was different to study abroad. I wasn't like an adult. I feel like everyone's like, you're going to die. You're not going to die. Um, but I guess like spoiler, like, did you see the season finale of White Lotus? Yes. That's all I was thinking about. What that like you're the like gay mafia is gonna try to kill you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have no money. Also, have you talked about this at all? What? So I ran into mutual friend, Fire Island compatriot, um, David Odyssey a few days ago. <sighs> I'm so jealous. One of my favorite people. He's in LA and he was telling me about what's been happening at like the Eagle. Apparently, like rich, like older, middle-aged, whatever men have been like waking up in the Ritz Carlton hotel and like their bank accounts are like fully like, like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I've heard straight up hustlers. And very recently one of them actually like died. died. And like his like daughter not- or something. Yeah, I heard it's not just the eagle. I feel like it's the thing happening on like upper, like Hell's Kitchen, Manhattan gay bars. It's really scary. I'm honestly shocked it took this long for that to happen. I'm sure it's happened in the past. Like, I don't know. It's definitely scary. It's definitely scary. I think that like in general, there's like, I think, and I really like the eagle. I really like all the, I like, I don't, I'm not gonna say like all the gay bars. The eagle is for me. We love the eagle, but so I don't want, I don't want, this is not, I'm trying to say this without saying critical of the eagle because I don't think it's like the eagle's fault, but I think that like, my my friend made this observation. I think it's like accurate in like the post-pandemic return to, not post, I know it's like problematic to say post-pandemic, in like the return to going out that we're in in twenty late 2022, early 2023, like over the past year, like I feel like when we came back to going out, people were so much more comfortable with like drugs in a way. Like ketamine is talked like about the way like weed used to be talked about. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> I just think that we all need to get, I'm not like, I am all for having fun, but like we do need to remember like you don't know what someone has in this bag of powder they're offering you. And I'm not saying like it might like, like people can, like you need to be smart about what you do. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like really, that is a good point. I do... The most direct drugs I've ever done was the summer after. I we, mean, like, that first got back, we were going wild. We were going wild. Truly. And I think I had to take a step back because my brain only can handle so much. And I was like, okay, let's like normalize. But I think that like <laughs> the general baseline of what people are doing. Wait, similarly, something that happened at the Eagle that I'm really crazy. Did you see what I posted on Close Friends? <laughs> yeah, the paella. So we really need to be talking about this. So <laughs> the eagle. <laughs> no, well, I do want to say every time I open Instagram, the eagles posts are first to come up. Like that's just how much I interact. I engage with those posts. Wait, so do you agree? Yes or no? That it's crazy. The paella. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I it's just like the biggest like thing. So just for the listener to understand. Just for the wait, I just realized there's like multiple photos of it. Okay, so just for the wait, or were there two there's different? A, there's a lot of salad photos too. There's a lot of salad photos, but the <laughs> okay. So just for the listener to understand, the Eagle, which is like a gay leather bar, would you call it a sex club? It's not a sex club. It's a bar. People have sex it's in cruisy. it. Cruisy. I would call it's it cruisy. cruisy. Anyway, they threw a Christmas party, and I can't tell if it was open to the public or just for like the staff. No, I think it was open to the public. It, the pictures are giving public. The pictures are giving public. And then inside the Eagle, they were serving... Katie, I want you to look at this. <laughs> what I would describe as like the legally largest paella you can serve <laughs> in New York City. Inside the Eagle. I, I need to like, what time of day was this? Paella. You could take a bath in that paella. No, it's, it is fully... The diameter of this paella dish is, I'm going to say four feet. <laughs> Which, like, I understand, like, I've seen bigger ones, like, in Spain, like, not to be annoying, but, like, I have. But, like, in New York, this is the biggest paella dish I've ever seen in New York City. And it's in the, I repeat, the eagle. (laughs) And it's just one of many dishes, you know? And it's, like, it's also, like, it needs to be explicitly stated. Like, upon sight, there's literally no question. This is a seafood paella. Like, I'm seeing, sorry, 
I'm seeing a lot of mussels. Muscle. I'm seeing shrimp and I'm seeing clams. Yeah. In the eagle. Do you think like I'm, people came to the eagle I'm that seeing, night and they're like... I'm also seeing octopus. Like I'm seeing full tentacle. Like, why does it smell like seafood? I just think that this is... I love the eagle for creating like a community space with food, but the choice for a brothy seafood paella in the eagle is really something I will be thinking about for the most of my life. And it's like, are they sitting to eat? Are they standing? Like, no, I'm sort of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is what's happening there? Are we dancing after? <laughs> are we dancing after? Exactly. I, no, I, sorry. I'm, I, there's really not much else to be said about it. I'm glad um, you brought it up. But also, why did you only post to close friends? Are you afraid the eagle's going to come for you? I just didn't need to... Well, sometimes it's like I actually just want to talk to my friends about something. Right. Do you have close friends? You, I do, but it, I only post on it like as a joke. Oh, yeah. I feel like the only thing I've seen on your close friends is like you're an invite to your birthday party. That was like... That's like the only reason I did it. I think I did that one time and I asked somebody to Photoshop a me... Photoshop a photo of me getting lunch with Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think sometimes I post, things, I post things to close friends if it's like I want. Well, one, it's like I feel like we all don't look at each other's stories all the time because we're like promoting shows and stuff. And I feel like sometimes the green circle is me to my actual close friends being like, I'm putting up something I want you to see. Yeah. A great, a prime being the Eagle Pie. Like I wanted my friends to see that and I wanted to talk to my friends about it. Okay. So it's like that's close friends because like you're much more likely to watch a story if you see the green circle than if you see the red. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's like, that's, I think, part of the metric in my mind is like, I, I'm, it's important to me that the people on my close friends know about the Eagle Paella and talk to me <laughs> about it. So I'm going to post it on the close friends. Do you, okay, not to bring it back to the Eagle, even though we kind of still are on the Eagle. I mean, the show's about going out and the Eagle is a place to go out. So we can talk about the Eagle all night. If we talk about the Eagle Paella for an hour, I'm fine with that. <laughs> how would you feel, how do you feel about those photos? Like, there's like a, a guy with a camera just like wandering around all, all night taking photos. Would you, would you, would you be like, yeah, you know? Well, I think about that a lot. I've been, because I've been like, okay, so like I followed the Eagle on Instagram at some point in my life. So I, they come up on my feed fairly often. And it's like, I do wonder, I, I guess my, what I'm curious about is I, I, I guess they probably are pretty intentional about, I hope that they are really deliberate about checking out what's in the background of the photos they post. Because I'm just like, I don't know that like, I'm like, it's like people smiling and, and like, there's obviously the people in the photo who are the subjects of the photo know that they're being their photos taken. But then there is like hundreds of people behind them usually that are not signing up for that photo to be taken. Correct. And I'm just like, and I think that's fine. I think you're consenting to being seen in public when you go in public. But like, I am like, I just hope that no one's like getting photographed sucking a dick that didn't want to get photographs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But I guess they probably, in the entrance of their own page, getting not getting banned, they're probably checking to make sure that there's no sex acts and no drug use happening in the backgrounds of photos. I just wonder how many photos they're losing to that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I bet they probably only take photos on the first floor, which is usually like a pretty non... can be one of the more non-dick-sucky places. I feel like the second floor is where most of... <laughs> Jake is disagree. <laughs> Uh, but you know, you never know. I only went once when I was, um, after they opened that like new dance floor or whatever. I would say the dance floor is just as, I think maybe in the pre dance floor world, the first floor was less hookup-y. I think that dance floor has created a space for some stuff to be happening on the first floor. Interesting. That's great to know. I'm writing yeah. that down in my calendar. Wait, you need to come back. We should go to the Eagle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll come back for my birthday and we'll do it at the Eagle. Ooh, wait, February? <laughs> August. August. Oh, right, you're a Virgo. Why did I think you were an Aquarius for a second? Um, that's a great question. Okay, I'm going to come visit you too, though. Wait, is there? have you gone to the Eagle LA? Because I actually haven't been to the Eagle LA. I have, and it's very just like, it's just a regular bar. But yeah. I feel like also people really commit to themes at that bar. In LA? I think in LA, but also there too. Like, I think I went, I think I went two nights, like I went twice pretty early on and both nights there was like a lot of dudes like, like dressed in like very like specific leather type of stuff. And I'm like, oh, they're like committing yeah. to this um, in a way that I've, you know. Yeah. 
I feel like in New York, it's a mix. That you go there, it's a mix of some people are in. I don't want to say costume that feels pejorative, but like in the gear, and some people who aren't. They're in the gear, and I think a lot of it is like they they're able to just like go from home to their car to the Eagle, and they like don't have to like make a bunch of stops along the way, you know. Yeah, that actually makes... There's so much stuff about going out that it changes when you have a car. Exactly. Like people, I see people in cute outfits and I'm like, in, sometimes in LA and I'm like, that's a person who gets to leave stuff in their car, doesn't have to have their keys on them right now, doesn't need pockets. Like, do you know what I mean? There's the a power a, in that. The car is a game changer for sure. Storage unit. It's a mobile storage unit. It's a house. <laughs> do you live in your car, Brian? <laughs> yeah. I'm zooming in for my car. Are you, this is annoying to ask, I'm sure everyone's asking you, but are you feeling at this point like LA is permy vibes right now or is it just while you're doing this job? I, it's giving permy in a way. It's giving, I was sensing that, can I say that you were someone the second you literally posted one phone on LA, I was like, he's never coming back. I, here's, a, I dream of coming back to New York. But? But I don't see it happening soon. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but I also want to visit. No, totally. So bad. You should visit. Have you been back since you left? I feel like no. No. But I want to okay. come back when like, it's kind of like weather's warming up. I'm definitely going to have a summer moment. Yeah, you need to come back in the summer. Don't come now. It's, we're in like the real... We're getting into the dark ages. It's bad. Yeah, February, January is really tough for me. This is kind of like the most harrowing part of the year because it's like, it's about to get bleak. It's about to get really bleak. January in New York is... I never knew like what depression was until usually January would hit. And I'm just like, I feel like yeah. shit, you know? For me, it's more February, March. I always say March is the worst month of the year because at March, you have nothing left. Like every sort of coping mechanism, you've like rung dry through January and February. And in March, I'm just like, I need something. Do you know what I mean? March, I'm, March I'm okay with. March, I'm like, stuff is like, I, we've had, you, there was a day where it was like 70 by the time March rolls around, you know? Yeah, maybe you're right. And so, yeah. And so like, you know, I'm kind of like getting back into the swing of things, getting used to leaving my apartment, all of that. Yeah. Okay, so are you going out all, are you someone, because I feel like we, you and I have gone out a lot together, but I've never really seen like what your week in going out looks like. Like, are you out all the time or are you more like a one or two and done sort of girl? Um, I mean, in New York, I was like, can we go out every single night? I don't want to be home. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, you're avoiding the apartment. Yeah, exactly. So I could do, I could ride that wave for as long as possible. And it would usually, you know, have, there are some nights where I'm just like, I should have just gone home. But here, I'm like, Friday, no, Friday night, I stay the fuck in. Friday night is amazing. I'll like order in food. I'll like just Wait, lay. Consistently every Friday night you stay in? Kind of, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, it's also you're nine to five right now. So are you tie ties? I'm so tie tie. And it's like in a way that I'm like, in New York, I would roll into work straight up two to three hours late at minimum. I mean, for context for the listener, the number of times I've been out with Brian at 4 a.m. and he's like, <laughs> my shift starts at seven is like, there's happened like multiple times. And uh, I'm just like, yeah, a job is like, whatever, who cares in New York? But now it's just like, oh, you have to be like physically and mentally present for this. You also care about like, the job. Yeah, you kind of like have to like be like, oh no, I have to be like responsible, which is annoying. Yeah, I mean, being responsible is stupid. Yeah, it's it's really aka my credit score. Well, that's it's there's no point. Well, that's the thing about these creative jobs where you're also so responsible. It's like, hey, like the reason I'm creative is because I'm not responsible. Do you understand that? Exactly. It's like all the things that make me interesting are like antithetical to like what you want me to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, is there a way to like do that? No, I have no idea. I currently have a writing deadline that's actually affecting my mental health in a way that is like really crippling. That is so bad. How do you like it's... to write? What's like your ideal writing setting? Oh, like like physical setting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> that felt in that moment of you saying mm-hmm and pulling up a giant glass of water looking down <laughs> the camera. In that that's one so specific moment specific moment, you were my therapist. Like you became a therapist <laughs> in that moment. I did major in psychology and I majored in psychology because I wanted to be a therapist. But then I had a teacher that's like, if you're in there, if you're majoring in psychology because you kind of like want to figure yourself out, she was like, you're in the wrong major business. But you, I thought you said you wanted to be a therapist and figure other people out. I said that wrong. I, what I meant was that I wanted to figure out my problems. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to self-diagnose. 
Oh, I get it. That's so interesting. So did you, you need, you need, is the idea that you need an external person to diagnose you do it from within? Yeah, basically. Interesting. I think the way I like to write is I prefer, (laughs) to go back to the original question, like I either, something that was really helpful for me when I was on my previous writing thing was I, I realized it was, you're allowed to write while watching something else. So I, I wrote like a whole script while watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, and the script was not, about drag race like I just like I think the silence and like I think it's sort of like how our brains have been like for permanently rotting by like double screening like you're watching TV and TikTok at the same time yeah I think I sometimes need to also be like double screening with writing like I think I need to have like the laptop open on my lap and like something playing on the TV so that there's like sound whoa I don't think I could do that I think I do need like a library setting you know? Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a membership to like a, a writer's co-working space in downtown Brooklyn that I go to too. Where is it? I used to work there downtown. It's right by BAM. It's like right oh, by BAM. I know. I know exactly where that is. I bought a book there. One it's time. becoming popular. Like it's slowly in the New York comedy scene. It's really becoming the spot where everyone's going. Oh no. It's fine. Wait, it's is fine. That good or bad? No, I like it. I just am it, the deal. It's currently it's too good of a deal. It's currently like legitimately too cheap. Like I don't know. It's like gonna if people find out, it's gonna get too expensive. And the location is so good. That's such no, a good literally. Location. I went to sign up for it online and was like, "There's there's a trick. Like this is too good." And so I went in person. And I was like, "Show me everything and explain to me the deal in ex- exhaustive detail because I don't believe it's this cheap." And then they were like, "They did." And I was like, I finally said to the woman, I was like. I just like am really looking for what the catch is. And she was like, I know this happens a lot. There's truly not one. It's this good of a deal. So it's it's a co-working space. The yeah. only reason it's not great for like a lot of people is like you can't take calls in it and it opens at 11. So if like, you have a nine to five and you do a lot of calls during the day, it like doesn't make sense. But if you yeah. just like need to go somewhere and work all day, yeah. it's open at like 11 to eight and it's $200. Uh-huh. Look at me. A year. What? No. And, they were doing like a deal so it was 160 bucks for the year (gasps) like it's cuckoo kachoo cheap like it's really cheap that's crazy so that's what i'm saying i don't want people to find out about it because i'm like yeah no keep them out it's like i I I just don't i love okay i literally love keeping secrets i love to like not tell people. <laughs> you made me say it on a podcast <laughs> i love to like not tell people the truth all the time and <laughs> I love to gatekeep in a way. And so... Did you love being in the closet? I, did. <laughs> I really felt like I, the most powerful time in my life was when I was in the closet. <laughs> um, no, but so I think the way I like to write depends. But I, it's, it's not... I'm currently struggling to write right now because I don't want to write the thing I'm writing. Like, it's, this is my first experience in my life with getting paid to write something that I'm not actually... Mm, can I Do say you, this? Go ahead. I'm. That wasn't your idea. That wasn't my idea, and isn't. It was like the sort of thing where it was like, they're not going to listen to this. It's fine. I'm. Not, I'll speak vaguely. I just like I'll it's the sort of thing. Reps. This episode, I'll I'll cut out this. <laughs> um, it's the sort of thing where it's like it's my first experience, right? Getting paid to write something where it's like I wanted to do X, Y, and Z, and then they were like, okay, sure, but actually, it needs to be like EFG. Right, right, right. or whatever yeah. like and so I have to write something that is like very different than like what I wanted to write for this project and I don't want like writing something like I've never had to like do that got it you yeah know what I mean? totally do you are you somebody that like needs to experience the thing you wrote or like at least a version of it like are you somebody that's like I need to like research this in a way or no. something oh okay no I don't think so I kind of am but I also think that's like why I like to like, you know, tell lies and disappear. This is like, is this interesting to listener? Who knows? <laughs> Oftentimes write scripts like plot first and then put the jokes in after. I'm like, make the story make sense and totally. then make it as funny as possible. Yeah. And the script I'm having to write right now, they basically just were like, scrap the plot and make it as funny as possible, but there's no plot. And I find that really, really hard. That's that makes zero sense. It does. This is like why this is annoying to talk about because it's like, <laughs> like, like, it like sort of does in the context of like what it is. But for me personally, I'm like, this is really hard. Interesting. That's really crazy. Um, 
That's really crazy. I also, it's just so easy for me to get distracted on it. It's the first time I thought about taking Adderall for like, right, doing some, doing work. Like I never did it in college, but I'm like, maybe that'll be the thing that makes me get it done. Have you ever done Adderall? I've done Adderall like in a party setting and it made me the next day. It was one of the most physically unpleasant experiences of my entire, like without exaggeration, like the come, whatever, like, I don't know if it was a come down, the hangover. I felt like my skin was like itchy. Like it, I think oh, wow. I was like a little bit from it. I like really felt awful the next day. So I've never taken it since. I remember I did it twice freshman year of college and I got it from this guy who I think, I think his prescription was really strong. And so... <laughs> both times it was just like so intense. I remember like not having to pee for like a full day. And then also just like being so like, you know, in the zone. Yeah. I took it like drinking is the thing. I never took it like at the library. And out? I think the thing was, like, I think I did. This was, I mean, I was young. This was like, I don't even think I was 21 yet. Like this was, and it was like, I was at a party and I was drinking and someone was like, everyone was doing it. And I was just like handed one. And I like did it. <laughs> And then I remember the next, I just vividly remember the next day being like, I feel awful. And it like, I never did it again. But like, I was always like a bad student who didn't care about grades that much once I got to college. Like, I just like did not care. And so I would see people like methed out in the library, like doing, and I was like, it wasn't like, I, it wasn't like it freaked me out. I was like, I don't want good grades that bad. Like, I just like, how do you, don't. how do you feel about math? Not great. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know if this is a stereotype, but I feel like, I, I would see like people like PNP vibes in like New York here and there. But I feel like here it's like literally everywhere. And I'm like, is everyone just like on? Path? In LA? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing... Okay, so here's what I'll say. Like one, I just don't enjoy uppers in general personally. I don't think like my body agrees with them. Like whenever I've done them, I've felt really, really sick and bad after. And so it kind of just became a thing where it naturally was really easy, easy for me to stop doing them because I was like... Not that I was ever doing them super regularly, but like I experimented a bit and I was like, these make me feel like real shit. And so I stopped. So it's I've never like been interested in meth. <laughs> but I feel like... I feel like when I was... Because like you and I are the generation of like... Um, when like fucking intervention and all that shit was so popular yeah. on TV. And so in my mind, meth was like the most devastating drug a person could do. And like I was inundated with so much content about how bad it was for you and how much it ruined your life that I didn't think like anyone did it. I just thought it was like a thing that happened to like... Because this was also my ignorance of like growing up somewhat sheltered. And then I remember the first time I was like on like Scruff or Grinder, and someone truly was like, do you want to come over to my place, do meth and have sex? And the fact that I was in that proximity of being like directly offered meth. Like, yeah. I remember being... I was, I was like, I just moved to New York. I was probably 21. I was like so deeply shocked. I was like... Yeah. You know, like, like, I just couldn't believe it. And I even still when people are like... Like when you just will get a message, it's like, hey, we just got a bunch of meth. Do you want to come over? I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, um, it's weird that like there are just like regular people that like do it occasionally in a way. I'm like, how are you able to yeah. like just do? For some reason in my head, I'm like, you're high for like 24 hours straight. I mean, I think you, well, I think it depends on how much you have. I think the thing is, it's like Coke, where like when you do it, you want more. So then people do it for 24 hours straight. One time I, wa I went over to a guy's place. He's like, do you smoke meth? And I'm like, I think I lied and said, yeah. <laughs> and then when I went over, he like pulled it out and I'm like, actually, I probably like shouldn't do it right now. And then, but I'm like, you can do it if you want. And then I just, because I was just like curious, like what it looks like, like how, like, you know, what, what does a person look like when they like smoke meth? And then was I was it really upset. I just like watched him do it. And I was just like, he was like in the bedroom and I was like by the bedroom door and like I was just like fanning the bedroom door because I like didn't want to like get like a contact. Yeah. And then he didn't, That's fair. he didn't seem like that much like different in a way. For some reason, I was expecting him to like completely shift like everything. But he like yeah. seemed a little like regular in a way. And I was like, this is wild. Yeah, that's so... It's, yeah, it's really shocking to me. With me, I'm like, with a, I'm like, sex is fun enough. Like, that's actually one of the few things I don't think needs to be like exacerbated or not ex like enhanced. Like, yeah. Me and I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I'm actually enjoying this like app baseline. Like, I don't think I need to like do math, but like, <laughs> God bless if you want to. Sure. Why not? Yeah. No judgment. Um, are you smoking more weed because you're out there or are you, is it more drink? Like, what's like the substance vibe? <sighs> the substance vibe is like literally less of everything. I thought okay. I would be high like all day, every day, but I'm like, it's like I it, I 
blink and it's like nighttime and I'm like, I have to go to bed. Like, I don't even have time to like... (laughs) (laughs) I smoked weed last night for the first time in like two months and it was so scary. Like, I got so high and was like, I don't like this and went to bed. I do enjoy... um, a five milligram or a 2.5 milligram. <laughs> That's what I normally do. Okay, so basically, I just wanted to sleep really hard last night and I wanted to go to bed early. And so I was like, I'm not quite tired enough to go to bed yet. Let me... And I, the only weed I had, weed gummies I had were like, they were called like, they were like branded to be like ones that don't make you sleepy. And I was worried they would make me stay awake. I don't think they would have though. I should have just taken those. But I did a stand-up show. I did a stand-up show like two weeks ago where they gave out free pre-rolls, like free joints yeah. as like a favor at the show. So I had this like joint of weed and I was like, oh, I'll smoke some of this. And so I smoked like uh, like this. I probably took like a few hits off this. Like it was a pretty like, big joint or whatever. But then like I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, I hate that feeling. It's like the demons of the dark depths were coming for me. And then I hadn't, I was like, gonna bad things were going to happen to me. But then I woke up feeling... The very first time I, we, I, I think I know the reason I can't smoke a lot of weed is because the very first time I smoked weed, it was with these like freshman year of college, these like the biggest like cliched stoners, like who like love to just like get so high. I like, I remember like riding around in their Jeep with them and we just like drove like around the neighborhood, just like inhaling, like just smoking so much. And I was just like, oh, this is how you do it. And then I remember like, before we even parked to like walk back to like the dorm, I was like, I did not feel like a normal person. And then I like went to sleep and then had to go to Latin class after. And Latin class is like seven people and hugely interactive. And the teacher would just like call on me and I literally could not like form. I was bad at Latin already. And so (laughs) I have to like be forced to like try to like, you know, pass myself off as somebody that like deserves a passing grade and also just, <laughs> it was just one of the worst experiences of my life. Did you, okay, did you start drinking before at ASU or before? I, at at I, freshman year of college, I went to this small liberal arts college in Denver um, called Regis University and I did not like it. Okay. Why didn't you like and it? And it was tiny. It was tiny. It was just like in a... Did you think you were going to like that? Dookie suburb. Um, Dookie suburb. <laughs> I don't know what I saw. I was like, I just wanted to like see what a different city was like. So I'm like, whatever. But then you got there and you're like, absolutely not. Yeah, I was like, no, not this. Okay, so then you started, what was your vibe? When did you start? Wait, okay, I guess it's your question because we met partying, like some of the hardest partying I've done. Right. But it was like the summer post, it was like the first summer out. It was first summer out. And to be honest, that was truly the hardest I've ever same. Oh, no. That was like my most consistent. I was out till like four or five in the morning. I was like, we were like doing it. And I guess this is my question. Was that you pre-pandemic? Was that you like, did we both catch each other in our prime or is that more I your vibe? So. I was never somebody that was like, let's go out to party. I'm more like, let's do stand up <laughs> or something. It was really <laughs> sad. And then the pandemic made me be like, wait, what if you like actually had fun and like, did stuff you wanted and it made to us do. all better comics, I think. I, I think actually so really do. It like really like... Were you like an open... Like just doing open mics and like nothing else? Was that your social life? Yeah, kind of. And then like I would just like only hang out with like other like people at open mics. It was really sad. And then... Yeah. And then... Yeah. And then I was like, oh, there's like a whole other like, you know, world in New York City. Besides... Yeah. And if you go to like a normal fucking life then you have things to talk about and relate to other people... Yeah, it's so fascinating. Yeah, that summer was really good. For, I feel like I changed a lot from that summer. I feel like, what's your biggest takeaway? What's like the, what's the firmest memory you have from that summer? From the fir- from summer 2021? Yeah. It's a really good question. Um, I remember the first time I saw you, it was at like one of those Thai, I don't know if it was Thai tea, but it was like, it was when that like backyard at um, $3 Bill opened. And it was like, that was, and everyone's like, did you know... Like, everyone's like, did you know that $3 bill has, like, a huge outdoor space now? Yeah. And then I remember going and be like, what is this place? And that's where we met? And that's where I saw you. Did we talk or did you see me in the... Di- you're saying it's like you didn't... <laughs> no, I think, it, I think it was like... I think it was you. You were the one that... You were like, let's have um, a pre-Fire Island, like, get to oh, know each other. Oh, my God. Like yes. Yeah. Yes. I do remember this now. I do remember this now. Okay. Yes. 
that is where we met. I feel like my biggest, I mean, that summer was because also my whole, I mean, like similar, like my whole social life had changed. Like, cause I was like so UCB involved and that was over. And I like was making all these new friends and was like, so I feel like that summer I was just kind of like, what's my social life look like now that I'm like, that's so crazy that you were at UCB. I know the nicest thing you've ever said to me is that you didn't, I remember like it was like six months ago or like eight months ago. You were like, wait, you did UCB. And I was like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> you taught. Uh, I was a teacher. Which I only taught one class. Mind blowing to me. I did teach a one-on-one class. That's power. I know. No, I guess my biggest takeaway is like I think like variety is the spice of life. Maybe a little bit. Like you can like. I think I really was into before being like I like going out this way. Like I go to like I go to like these kind of bars or like I go to the X like I go to the X and nowhere else. Like I was a little <laughs> bit more like rigid in my ways. I was down for whatever, but I didn't like. I was like, oh, like the big, big parties aren't for me or like this kind of place isn't for me. Like I don't like this kind of bar or this kind of club. Like, and not in any sort of like curmudgeonly way. I was just like, I don't have as much fun there as I do other things. And then I kind of like was forced to like go to like a big rave, go to like a dive, like and I always like dive bars, but like, I don't know. We just like kind of were doing so many different things and I was meeting so many different people. And I was like, oh, I mean, a lot of it was like from Melissa, like Melissa being like, you're coming to this. Like, don't bail. You're going to the next party. You're coming into this club right Absolutely. now. Like, Same for me. She really pushed me to kind of like have a lot more fun. And then I think what I learned from that is like, you don't have to be one way or the other. Like, There are nights where you can be like, actually, fuck it. I'm going to let this rip. And I'm actually a smart enough adult that can take care of myself that even though I'm like being irresponsible, I actually will be fine. And this is perfect. This is actually responsible. Like, it's not the end of the world that I'm staying out till 5 a.m. Like, I'm allowed to do that. I'm an adult. But then conversely, it then kind of swung the other way by the end of that summer where I was like, oh, and I can also stay in and the world doesn't end. Like I can do both. Totally. Get you a guy who can do both. Yeah, it made me verse with the nightlife. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a really good... I remember just like... I forget when it was. My biggest takeaway was Pride. That summer, I was coming down from something and I was like in my kitchen just like making oatmeal I think the morning after and like or not the morning after maybe a few mornings after and I was like really sad and then Madonna's like hung up started playing like on my shuffle and then I started crying oh my god (laughs) and I'm like this is (laughs) and now every time I hear that song that's what I think about and I'm like that is so sad no but that's beautiful but it's beautiful Okay, wait. So something really psycho happened, which is I just found out that we're already at the end of the episode. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, wait. So the end is that we make plans to hang out. And I know you're like not super into plans, but let's actually just plan what we want to do when you come to New York. <sighs> okay, I want to go... You need to take me to a restaurant because you really like food. Are you like... Yeah, you appreciate like uh, really good food. And so... Yeah, I do. I do too, but I don't care about it until it's like in my mouth. Like I don't care about like... <laughs> I don't want to like pick a restaurant. I don't want to like read a menu. I'm like, just get. Yeah, we can can make that happen. Okay, so I'll pick a restaurant. Yeah, and then we can. Yeah, and then we'll meet up with Melissa after. Uh, Yeah, and I think we let Melissa kind of guide us for the rest of the night. That's actually when I feel so safe is is if I'm with anyone from the Fire Island house and Melissa's kind of telling us where to go, that's actually like the safest I can feel. I literally, you took the words right out of my mouth. That is 10,000% how I feel. Okay, Gorge. Oh, I love you so much. Thank you for doing the show. Thank you for having me, Jake. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seaside. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to Vinepair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. (laughs) 